Yo. Yo, what it do, good people? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Okay, <laughs> call it, man. Been, been an interesting night already. At our, uh-huh. You know, me and Juice just over here have been talking, you know, a little bit and, uh, you know, seeing some news go down on, on uh, you know, these commitments and, and transfer portals and, uh, oh my, uh, <laughs> a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and start off. Mark, Mark Fletcher just, uh, probably about five to 10 minutes ago, he's just committed to the University of Miami. So another whiff we we just missed out on. Um, so if anything that we are consistent in, it's being inconsistent. So, hey. And uh, I will tell you this, my personal opinion, just uh, I like his size. But for me, when I watch, you know, he it, it, it wasn't a guy if Florida got him or didn't get him. I was like, yeah. Uh, but he's definitely, you know, uh, the way – you have to stack talent and depth. Uh, you know, you you need to get all the talent you can get. Right yeah, now. and and I, I understand exactly where you're coming from, but I kind of would like that if he would have came to Florida because it would have been like a change of pace type of back. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a he's a, a bigger so like you got you got Etienne who's more of a the speed the speed guy but sometimes you just want which eta he can he can bruise a little bit too but you know sometimes if you how billy likes to run anyway like to run it up the middle you need somebody bigger and to pound it that's what mm-hmm. i, I would have saw you know saw him more more as mm-hmm. um so that's why i would have really liked to have him but again it is what it is recruiters recruit and- Okay. And remember too, you also have Trayon Webb committed, which is a bigger type. He's six one listed. So I mean yeah. that's why I say it's not, you know, I, I think when you're taking two big guys now, if you looking maybe at a you know speedier type back then, I would say, you know, that, that would have been maybe a bigger hit because I think that's something that I like to see where you're signing, you know, kind of thunder and lightning almost. Uh kind of <laughs> that's a real big change of pace. I think him and Trayon are kind of similar um in in their style so right right yeah so uh what's up everybody welcome to talking sauce hey man appreciate you guys showing up already hey juice i think we are on actually episode uh, i can't remember then we're getting pretty high. Episode 82, actually. Dang, 82. 82. Okay. So we appreciate all you good people uh, joining us. For everybody who's watched all 82 episodes, man, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Been rocking with us since the start. We appreciate y'all. And uh, yeah, it's happy holidays, Mr. Mike McKinney. How you yeah. doing? Says Merry Shout Christmas out to all you. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you too. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Good evening, Donovan Horn. Yes, how you doing, man? Holiday evenings to everyone. Yeah, so let's get into it, man. Juice, Las Vegas Bowl. Viva Las Vegas. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Florida Gators, 6-16, playing the number 14 uh, Oregon (laughs) State. 
I don't know how they – this is why bowl games are so stupid. I, I honestly – then you got Florida State playing 6-6 uh, six and six Oklahoma. Oklahoma number yeah, we should have been playing two. Oklahoma, and then Florida yeah. State should have been playing – Way just, better matchups. Yeah, that's why the bowl games are the way that they are now because the matchups are not even evenly matched. So, yeah, whatever. Why guys are sitting still, out and doesn't matter. Right, right. But that still then, does not uh, – Take away from us getting our behind whooped though, because yeah, regardless yeah. if they were ten and two, or you know they only won eight games, seven games, still bad look for us. But anyway, go well, ahead. in this game, it's a lot of things that you know, right on the edge of the end of the season. You got guys now transfer portal is very big. You got guys going to the NFL. Um, so this is a time of season, and then the bowl game is a quick turnaround game. So Florida didn't even get all the practices that they should have gotten because it was such a quick turnaround. Then for right. fans, maybe trying to travel to the game, it probably, you know, some people's like, I can't do it. You know, it's like next, you know, next couple of weeks. So, uh, and then travel time, and then you got your quarterback announcing, you got your best offensive lineman announcing, you got your best linebacker announcing, you got your best wide receiver announcing. So, Florida, you know, they just got hit from everywhere. And then you got to go across the country to play in this game against a team who is very solid at the moment of time, uh, and especially in, you know, defensively. So uh, they 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 are really good at what you like to do. So it was an interesting game. Uh, I do want to get your thoughts, just your initial thoughts, um, Juice, before we do that as well. Uh, I do want to let everybody know this is a live call-in show. This is your first time joining us on Talking Sauce. Um, and what I'm going to do, um, every show we like to drop the link uh, in the chat where you guys can come on. And we can talk, just talk college football. Uh, I actually, what's crazy, Juice, is I missed uh, my my drink introduction. I'm drinking some red wine tonight. So okay, okay. The stag. The stag, okay. Who is that on that stag? <laughs> The Django. <laughs> oh, that's that's a scene I always think about when I hear stack. But um, it's a red wine. So cheers to all you people out there who join us for a drink. Yeah, Juice, what you drinking on over there? I'm doing old Bud Light tonight. Bud Light. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Okay. On old trusty Dusty here tonight. Let us know what you're drinking on in the chat. If you are having a drink with us tonight, it doesn't matter if it's not if it's not alcohol. No. Just let us know what you're drinking. Um, yeah, Juice. Initial thoughts about this game, watching it. Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just be honest with y'all. I cut this thing off uh, during uh, right at halftime. The first drive let me know everything that I needed to know how this game was going to go. And seeing it. Okay, for me personally, I didn't care about if we won or if we lost the game. I was more or less trying to see what the new, um, basically the younger players that was more or less more or less going to probably be playing next year. I wanted to see what they were going to look like. Um, there was a lot left to be desired. 
play calling has to change for me. Um, that was something. If anything, like the players, I, I like I said, I'm not expecting them to be all explosive or, but what I was expecting was the play calling to be be better or something to change in the play calling. And that didn't happen at all. It was like the same thing I've been seeing all year. And I'm now getting to a point to where I'm starting to get I'm starting to get concerned. Because I'm not seeing anything different out of the play call from what I've been seeing all year. And granted, I'm hoping things can change next year, but I'm scared. Yeah. Um, You know, I I will start off by saying that this team, this matchup, Oregon State, like I said, for Florida, it was probably one of the worst matchups you can get with everything that built up to this to led to this right because oregon state just defensively uh, number 19th ranked scoring defense out of 131 teams second ranked red zone defense florida is terrible in the red zone so falls right into their hands uh 18th ranked uh at stopping the run they only allow point opponents about 100 yards per game 108 yards per game mm. so uh, like I said, Florida, that's what they do. They like to run the ball. Um, you know, obviously you're missing your quarterback, who's one of your top rushers on your team, but still you have ETN in Montreal. And so you expect Florida to do some things, um, you know, run the ball and see what they can do there. But, um, yeah, this game, you know, it, it just kind of capped off Florida in general. Um, you know, de- depth. This is this is mm-hmm. what happens when um, – and obviously, we we had some major pieces, key pieces. I think a lot of teams who missed their best uh, wide receiver, um, best offensive lineman, quarterback. Um, you know, all those guys, all those guys are out. Uh, and then I think that would hurt a lot of teams. But you you know, you still get to see some of those younger guys kind of step up. Uh, you know, see if it's more of a uh, you know players issue versus like you know scheme because that's been a conversation what is it like what's going on and you still saw a lot of the same things um you know with florida um <laughs> i mean just like you said play calling for me offensively i mean i've seen two passes to the running backs uh etn had one pass that went for nine yards and they never went back to it it was wide open it was all you know it was kind of behind me one-handed catch but i'm saying i think that was a positive where florida hasn't really done it all year so you do one to etn through one of montreal and then you never went back to it so um the consistency and play calling where that might have been a way you can maybe neutralize that oregon state uh defense because you know they're they basically it was a lot of times they just kind of sold out blitzed um they they wasn't worried about you know Jack Miller running. There's a lot of times where some things were open. Um, I also didn't like, I didn't see any creativity. I saw some creativity from Oregon State. Oh, um, yeah, they ran a they ran a few plays where you were like, I know they had a uh what they do, fake field gold. Um, they did some end arounds. I think they tried to throw the ball with the wide receiver or running back. So um 
Don't like I didn't see any creativity. Yeah. Uh, then defense, man. There's a few things on defense that I just, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, I like like we talked earlier. I, I I do think transitioning out the old regime players um, to your own players. Now, you know, it, it, it's that mentality, um, your kind of your outlook is really going to be instilled from like the base because you have a lot of those players like, you know, Ventrell, Amari Bernie, Trey Dean, uh, you know, Gervon Dexter even uh, from the old staff that maybe just has some bad, um, um, you know, techniques because uh, it was it's just all over the field. And it, I feel like it's kind of trending to the younger guys as well. Uh, but. You know, some safeties, I've seen safeties, they're, man, they they stare in the backfield way too long to be so far away from the ball. I right. just, man, I'm I'm so confused on that. I'm like, what, you act, like, they act like they're on the defensive line the way they're staring in the backfield. Right. Uh, and then you mix that, not only are they in, looking in the backfield, but then you add on the poor technique. Uh, when they do get beat because they're staring in the backfield for some odd reason, like the ball is about to, you know, just automatically transport to them. Um, it's crazy. Uh, and then this is the most aggressive and non-aggressive team I have ever seen. I mean, these guys, like, there was, I think it was on the first drive, if you go back, in uh, Oregon State's in the red, close to the red zone, I think. Uh, it was a run. And, man, the whole team – they do uh it was actually a reverse they did. It was yeah, it was a reverse. And the whole Florida Gator team shifts to the side that they think it's going on. Like nobody just kind of patiently uh waves, you know, set their feet and then go. Everybody, the whole team just basically shifts. Um, nobody sets the edge, it's done, super easy run for Oregon State. So, like I said, they're they're very aggressive on the initial snap. But then that aggressiveness gets them in trouble big time. So, uh, you know, they need to fix that. Make it make guys like guys. They're doing too much. There's a reason why you have guys on the other side of the field, bro. It's not your. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Too many Everybody guys is are trying being, to make the play. Mm-hmm. They they are trying to like. I understand you want to be the guy. That's cool. But you still have to play within the system. Realize like. Okay, you're the linebacker. This, you don't need to be where I mean, you worry about defense line as far as hey, okay, hey, y'all need to shift, pinch, you know, spread. But as far you, if I'm a linebacker, I should trust the people behind me. I should trust my, you know, the safety, knowing I got I got help behind me. I should just be looking more up up front. But it's like like you just saying, I I feel like they're everybody's trying to do too much and not play within the system itself. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a lot. You, you, you can just watch the film. You'll see guys doing things, worried about things that they should not be worried about. As a linebacker, yeah. um, I've seen a few times the linebackers, they're looking at over at the slot receivers and there's a tight end right in front of them. And then they kind of like, don't know what to do or it's like a stun right almost i'm like wait i, I don't get it um when teams run you need type of counter misdirection motion reverses florida <laughs> is so undisciplined it is terrible and just all of that 
reverse. You go back and watch that first drive where Oregon State runs that reverse. Um, Florida is just, I mean, they get destroyed on that. So, yeah, um, you know, my 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 thing is looking at this game kind of from the first game because um, you're playing another Pac-12 team. In this game, like I said, all the things I mentioned, it's hard to judge, you know, uh, in total versus that first game. But I do like to see – I do like to look at teams and where they were, where they're going, and then where they are. And I think <clears throat> for Florida, it's going to be very interesting going into the next season because you kind of – you know, you end the season on that three-game losing streak, on that trend – Back to back losing seasons for the first time since I think 78, 79. Uh, And then, you know, I didn't really see some of those younger guys stand out like I wanted to. Like even the running backs, I I thought that, you know, ETN and Montreal, I thought, hey, Oregon State is a tough team to run on. They're very, very, very good. But I still thought that Florida, they played some very, very good teams like Georgia, and we didn't do anything really against them. Uh, but they also play in the SEC where you got a lot of physical upfronts and physical guys. So I thought, you know, Oregon State, they're going to bring it, but I think Florida can still run the ball on them. Didn't see All any creati- creativity. Yeah. Well, too, I didn't see any creativity to run the ball. To run, yeah. Because all you're doing is just trying to really push it, run it right up the middle like you've been trying to do all year when – just never mind, play call. Uh huh. Yep. No, I don't think we've seen any running back screens. Uh, you still you ran the same like end around with uh Pierce Hall that you saw. Oh, yeah, it was saying that and, and it gets it got nothing, <laughs> nothing at all, nothing at all on that. Uh, it, I, I'm just <sighs> okay. It's for me. I know the players are some of the players are are an issue, and I get that. But at what point, like this comes, I, I'm talking about coaching now, because this it's a lot. We can sit here and say about about this team and what the players not doing and what they are doing or not doing. But let's talk about what the coaches are not doing. They're not changing up anything. They're doing this. The definition of ins- of insanity is what this what this coaching staff is doing, because it, it or maybe we're the insane ones because we're expecting them to have a different result uh, by hoping that they're going to change. But nobody's changing nothing. It's the same thing all year, and we've been losing games that we're we shouldn't be losing we're not calling the right plays like we should be trying to run the ball like this coaching staff has to get better with playing with calling plays and defense uh defensive plays man something's gonna have to change i don't care what nobody say y'all can y'all can say whatever you want to about these players but these these coaches gonna have to change. Yeah, and that's why I say I think that you know for me, uh, it's 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 
It's, it's a long-term thing. Um, you got a guy who, you know, coaching less than 10 years, coming from a conference who, you know, you know, not even in the same realm as the SEC as far as in coaches, players, schemes, uh, all that. So, you know, I, I do think that, you know, Florida, they hired uh, someone that is going to, that's that's gonna take some time to be able to fix these issues that we're dealing with um and y'all y'all already know how i feel if you are fans of the show if you watched us for a long time what i thought about the hire just in general uh and then you guys know how i really feel about recruiting too so i i think that's you know the main place where he can get some of those uh, uh, make some of those dents in within the SEC is talent, 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 recruit, recruit, recruit. Cause I think that's really the only way that you can, um, have success right now with a guy who, um, isn't, uh, uh an elite person on either side of the ball. Cause I think that's right. where maybe you can ad- uh, adjust where you have a guy like a Kirby smart, or you have a guy like a, um, um, you know, I don't know, even a Brian Kelly who's been coaching forever, right? You have a Nick Saban who's a defensive yeah. guy, minded coach. Um, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Somebody's have like those, like the coaches that you called out. Like if I sit here and say Kirby Smart, I know that he's a defensive minded coach. I sit here and say Nick Saban. I know he's a defensive minded coach. So it's like you already know that. Or okay, and I'm throw Dan Mullen in him. We know he's an offensive minded coach. So what I do see out of him, I know that they're gonna handle one side of the ball very well compared to the other side because Kirby Smart is defensive. It's a defensive minded coach. So guess what? He's definitely gonna have on point the defense. So you need to hire, you know, good offense. But here with Billy, I don't know his identity. I don't know. Is it is it defense? Is it offense? Because if you want to sit here and say offense, eh, this year showed me a little something different. If it's defense, eh, still showed me something different. You know, mm-hmm. so what is what is Billy identity as far as being a, you know, a head coach? Is he? Is he balanced to be, you know, even on defense and offense, or is he offensive minded, or is he defensive minded? I don't know. So uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's it, it's something that you know, it's something that you gotta, um, and, and that's where you know I think that most of the coaches, as they become more into this, they become the good coaches anyways, you start to see they become more of CEOs and kind of delegate all these tasks. Um, because I, I, I think that you, you want to make sure that you're always consistently bringing in the best talent because mm-hmm. you even know that you might be the best guy at the time. So like with Kirby smart, he was a defensive coordinator, Nick Saban, you know, those guys are defensive guys. And then you have these offensive guys like Lincoln Riley and stuff. And, you know, a lot of these guys still kind of maintain and are the head guys, but they do typically bring someone in because there are guys who are smarter than you <laughs> and mm-hmm. things change too. Uh, so it's and as the game changes, you have to be able to change as well. 
Yep. Keep somebody fresh. Um, fresh and, ideas. Mm-hmm. That's what I want Billy. And that's what I think Billy, as far as offensively wise, that's what I just kind of want. I want somebody to just bring some a uh, little bit of new fresh air to give. Because we, you can't always think your own own way because, you know, somebody else going to think differently. And who's to sit here and say that that person might be right? You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like we need to have another breath of fresh air as far as like with a, a play calling or something. But anyway, coaching you know, just going to have to fix it. So. Yeah, yeah. And then the last thing, you know, with this game, Florida, you know, <laughs> they they finally scored. Still they kept that the, streak, kept the streak alive. So <laughs> in the fourth Let, quarter, but I was I just wanted to rattle this off: is punt, miss field goal, um, turn the ball over, punt, 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 turn the ball over, field goal. That's Florida's offensive drives in the game. <laughs> Man, that's rough. <laughs> that is rough, and that's. And that's realistically, you got one offensive lineman that, and, and and yes, you do have your quarterback as well. But I'm saying, you know, you, you got one offensive lineman leaving, um, and then you got one quarterback leaving and one wide receiver leaving. So they're 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 gonna have to hit. You know, I know that it's not she over in the too. portal. Yeah, and gr- sorry, garage. Sorry, I mean, but He's I'm talking dumb. about who, well, I'm talking about who played in this game mm. specifically. Uh, okay. Yes, yeah. he is going to be gone. Um, but I'm just saying that you was only you was down one offensive lineman, one quarterback, and one wide receiver uh, for the most part. Uh, you know, you got a few other guys that maybe it's hurt and stuff like that. But um, <clears throat> I think that. This is always my concern with Florida is when guys go down, things just literally it just looks it, it just it <laughs> it's bad. tough, man. Yeah, it's it's tough. And and who you know, I, I don't expect them to, I didn't expect them to win the game. Uh, I was over on Coach I show for our prediction. Um, if you guys haven't seen his show over at Fan Fanatics, he breaks down like all the bowl games and stuff like that. And I picked Oregon State to win. Now I was I was actually very close. Uh, I think I picked Oregon State like thirty-one, but I will tell you where I was completely wrong with the Florida the Florida score. score. <laughs> I bet it was. What you yeah, have for that? Uh, I think I gave Florida like twenty-one, maybe. Wow. Um, mm, you were seventeen around points there. off win. <laughs> because you know I I thought that with Jack Miller coming in. Um, you, you know, you down offense lineman, and I thought that maybe the defense would generate one turnover because that's one thing that they've been okay with is they have been they got a few turnovers and picks, and Oregon State isn't the best uh, throwing team. Throwing they, team, they, yeah. They played three quarterbacks technically, but really two played, and that was another thing, man. They was they they played three quarterbacks, and they and like, they still beat us that way. That that was something else too. I'm glad you said that because I actually forgot about that. Normally, that's when you normally pin your ears back and definitely go at them when they put in another quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. We we I didn't see a lot of pressure, man. We couldn't get get enough pressure, and we didn't 
we should have been getting back there, man. Like, come on, playing two two new quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. I'm yeah, they have played during the year, but what I'm saying is that ain't your starting quarterback. <laughs> You're supposed to go in then. What's and, even funny is that uh, Golberson dude, the quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, dude's a freshman, man. <laughs> but he, you know he didn't play. He didn't play amazing. But I'm just saying the fact that he still came in and held it down and managed the game. You know, against some guys. Okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. My bad. Uh-uh. No, it's cool. I was just saying to get some guys who are, you know, uh, you know, some guys on the team that are in the SEC. Uh, that's a prideful thing, man. In the SEC playing defense. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a freshman coming in, and yes, you're, you're, you know, transfer portal, and you're down some people, and blah, 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 and limited practices and all that. But I, I you know, you would just think that. You got a, a freshman quarterback in that you would drop some things to keep him confused. And I know he's played, he's played quite a bit for Oregon State. Um, but still, you think you would be able to drop some things to kind of get him off balance? And you know that they like to run the ball. Um, and, and you, you know, I would have liked to see some things that may get tough on them, but it seemed like they was, it was pretty easy. But Florida struggled with the same things being physical, uh, being undisciplined. Uh, being aggressive, non-aggressive, <laughs> uh, they struggle with the same thing they did all year. So yeah, I mean, think about it. Most most teams that we played all year, we made that quarterback look look pretty daggone good. Um, I mean that's yeah. just, but you also, I mean, you should expect even a freshman quarterback to do what they what uh, Oregon State quarterback did when you're already going to play five, ten yards off the ball anyway. So you're already giving it up. So you're making it easier for them anyway. So y'all say what you want to say, but at what point do you sit here? Because you have have to stop blaming the players at at a certain point. Because like me, if I was if I was on the coach of the defense or offense, if I know what the strength of my players are, then I'm going to scheme. My scheme is going to be towards the strength of the players. I know that whatever Tony wants to call or whatnot, we we can all sit here and say, oh, he doesn't have the players for it. That's fine. But then who has to make the change? Because the players are not going to make the change when they're already four or five years of making the same mistakes or doing the same thing that they're used to. The one person that does have to come in and change definitely now would be the is the coach. And I did not see that. Now, I will sit here and say one time I saw it, and that was in the Texas A&M game. After that, I... I I'm seeing the same thing every game. And like I said, I am very concerned about that. Yeah, and that, that'll move us on to our next talk. I think I'm done with this Oregon State game. Uh, but we'll, we're, before we do, and actually we'll transition at the same time, and we'll get his opinions on his on the game too. We got uh, Chris Sorley joining the show uh, as our first guest, remember, guys, I'm about to drop it real quick in the chat. 
if this is your first time joining us, we have a live call in. Guess what? You guys can be a part of the show. You come on. You can talk football with us. Let us know, you know, how you're feeling about the games. It don't matter. We want to talk about other bowl games. We're here to talk college football. So I'm going to post that link in the chat right now. That is the live calling link. Let's bring in Chris. Chris, my man, how you doing? How you doing, brother? Damn. Juice. What's up? What's oh, up? Man. What's good? Hey, man. If anybody <laughs> bet on Florida to win that game, man, they just need to flatten themselves. <laughs> Off top. Off top. Yeah. Bro. Hey, what, what I realized is I see why Kitman got that number two spot. Yeah. Um, oh, easy. Miller, I mean, that's his first game he played all year. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, it, it ain't just the players' shoes. I agree with you on this one, man. Like, after that South Carolina game, like, you saw the penalties. You saw undisciplined. <laughs> I mean, they, like, regressed. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, Napier, I think Napier was asked about that in his press conference. But he, he, he just, you know. Oh, we'll just get better. Um, uh, his uh, <laughs> his comments were starting to become repetitive and a little bit uh, scary. So, yeah, they um, and and that's what you know. I, I tell people this too. You know, losing games. All these coaches, like I'm telling y'all, I, I tell people this. I, I, there was people. I remember a long time ago, I was arguing with some people on Twitter. And I try not to do, I don't do that anymore, but I was arguing with some people on Twitter about how they were kind of talking about um, with Dan Mullen and like how goofy he is. And, and I was telling people that, dude, losing games will make you goofy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, listen, if Nick Saban, I'm telling you this, that his attitude and how he acts, if he start losing games, it's going to become a problem and it's going to look goofy. It just—it's the way it happens. When you win in games, you could be yourself. You could be—you could do all that grumpy shit, or you could be the goofy, and people will find it. Um, you know, and I'm not saying that Napier's—I'm <laughs> not saying Napier's either one. I'm just letting you guys know that when you start losing games, people are gonna start to get annoyed by how your personality is. It's just the way it True. goes. Any coach who starts losing games, people are just gonna start picking, nitpicking, because you can't find any way to help them win games. So you have to start trying to figure out any way that you can move the needle and say, he's annoying. He should go. So yes, Napier, I I have always found him. I, I can tell you this, the way he speaks is if things don't change. And I'm not talking about right now, because you Florida hired him and you do have to be patient. And we're going to get into this later on in the show. My defense of, just chill out a little bit, but uh, I, I think that just his kind of slow speaking, his very patientness on the game and the way it goes, and he does repeat himself uh, with some things that he says, it, it can it's going to drive some people crazy <laughs> who want to win right away, and sure. that's kind of, that's kind of my mindset as well. I'm y'all know how I am. I'm very uh, I want to see Florida win championships, so I, I know what they're going to have to do to win them. So. Yeah, um, and even in this time too, right? Like even with NIL and transfer portal, like it still took Kirby a solid five six years. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm in the mindset of like minimum three, and then let's see what year four looks like throughout the season. But I just going back to the Oregon State game. I know you guys are kind of trying to transition or pivot away from it, but you saw <laughs> oh Waits on the right side. He is not Osiris Torrance either. 
So no. all those all those power <laughs> runs, like they they just I don't know, like Etn Johnson, like the whole team didn't really play with that that Gator fight that we did see all year. Like those chokers were hitting on defense towards mm-hmm. my man. He he should have got MVP even though we lost. He was yeah. laying everybody out, but oh, uh, he was coming. That was the most aggressive that I seen him coming oh down. That was God. it was it, 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 and there was some plays he got ran ran over, ran over. But, yeah, but but <laughs> but but the uh, the the sound boy, them sounds he was hitting with. Yeah, every he time was. he was coming down, it was like pow. But man, Torrance, you know, he got the main burnt. thing. Yeah, well, the main thing with him, he's one of the guys that I was talking about on far as. There, see, this is where I, I I agree with y'all about players uh, and coaching, but I, I do say that I think there there is just something that it, it's just not right, man. And and they they have this whatever they have been taught, it, it ain't right, man. It is whoever is teaching them, and I don't I think that this is something that is it is kind of like. Uh, you're not going to be able to fix in one year. And that's why we're still seeing a lot of the same things we saw from the last regime. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's just, it's a, it's some very, very, very bad tendencies, man. Just, I would challenge y'all to just go back and just watch defense only. It's, it's a lot of times you're like, what are they looking at? Who is nobody? I, if, if you're teaching them this on defense and I know that, as a coach, you're probably it's probably driving your shit crazy when you watch this on film, because it's driving me crazy. I'm not a defensive coach, <laughs> so uh, I can imagine Patrick Tony and linebackers and safety coaches like, boy, what are you doing? Why are you? Why is your eyes in the backfield so long? Um, you're the safety. I get it. You know, um, you you only got one side of the field. You can't be looking. You ain't you can't control the right side if you're on the left side, right? And that's not your role. Correct. Yeah. And we we just actually got back. We were at the game, and uh, oh, okay, I got to rewatch it. And, and Wingo, man, did you see? We actually have a linebacker with instincts. Um, that were that was kind of like you know run stopping the holes before the run got there. So I think there were some good things that I saw too, though. I mean, but I I, I don't know. I, I told you guys last time we all talked, like, now judging season starts with the transfer portal. It's year two. We got analytics from last year. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I see Florida State. I see a bunch of our rivals picking up some absolute dudes mm. in the portal. And we picked up mm. Caleb Banks with, you know, three games worth of film. So, that's <laughs> what I'm looking at right now. I don't know yeah. you're going into this, Tim, but man, this is uh, yeah. it's scary. <laughs> Thank you. Since we here, let's yeah. go and keep it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We was we was just talking about kind of the portal and you know just recruiting. And I I, I would say this uh, about recruiting and portal. And this is kind of something that you know I'm in groups and stuff like that that we've had some you know a few arguments and talk just talking about conversations about is especially offensive line, man. Dude, if you are expecting to build your depth and and get good at the offensive line, the portal, oof, brother, I'm gonna tell you one thing: you're a brave man. You are a brave man because offensive lines are one of those positions, man. Getting dudes out of the portal, like like, and somebody tried to bring up Osiris Torrance. I'm like, dude, he played for this coaching staff. Like, it would only made sense for him to come to Florida with them because he was so comfortable with what they call 
So you yep. can't use that as an example. That's an outlier. Because guess what? They didn't transfer this year. So they're not getting no size doors this year. Right. right. <laughs> um, and I don't think you're going. And that's the thing about the transfer portal is people think that you remember how we brought in. Um, um, what's his name? Jonathan. Um, Jonathan Bullard. John Gennard, Gennard, Gennard. Yeah, Gennard. Jonathan Gennard. Yeah. Um, even Brandon Cox, uh, to a certain extent. Uh, you bring in Justin Shorter. That's a guy who you know, um, you know, helps you out a little bit. And people think that you can consistently do that. It don't work that way. It's a hit and miss. You get guys. Sometimes you get guys just like we had uh, Bowman. We love Bowman, and it just yeah. didn't work out. Not because he's not good. It just didn't work out. It just, you know, things didn't work out the way we thought. And we thought he's going to come in and, and literally and just, be ETN, right? Correct. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, didn't see none of that. And mm-hmm. to your point, too, like, there's a difference in going to the transfer portal. And, like, yeah, it's it's more easy to get almost all other skill positions. You can go and get a wide receiver. You can go get a running back. Man, you can even find a a, a quarterback, defensive lineman, a cornerback. But the one thing is the hardest and what you also find the smallest that goes into the transfer portal is offensive line. You find It's hard to get O-linemen. And then I will sit here and say most most of the O-line that do get into the transfer portal, I'm not trying to sit here and say they're not good, but there's probably a reason why they're hitting the transfer portal. And now, granted, I seen one that was from Alabama that went to Miami. Uh, this guy from Stanford, he goes to Michigan. I'm trying to figure out, like, as as Florida's problem right now, we need to that's who we should have been trying to get all these players. I don't give a crap if they don't start or not, but we need bodies as far as death goes. And I'm kind of shocked that we didn't hit on any of these players Bro. because we're not even hitting these. We're not even hitting the players in recruiting. So <laughs> this Isn't is setting up for a bad. Isn't that when the dead period starts on the 19th? I thought we'd been dead for a long time. Uh, no, the dead <laughs> and then and then classes start on January sixth, I believe. So it's like, yeah, like what when are you doing? Yeah, when is uh, early signing day? Or when I is, think it's yeah. the twenty first. Yeah, twenty first is early signing day, but it dead and period starts tomorrow. Signing day is what February what? Hey, no, don't get me to line about Six? that one. No, yeah, I, I, uh... I don't know, but but. Okay. Like, who the hell is worth signing? I mean, yeah. if, if, that's the thing. The yeah, transfer portal, these dudes are getting yanked out faster than you can say stop. And Especially the good ones. The good <laughs> ones, right. Like, if we don't, if if Napier does not land, like, like a McCall or Pratt, hell, I don't even know if Pratt's in the transfer portal yet. Like, it is not going to be good because, unless Rashada comes in and just balls out. I mean, that's. But you know what? My thing about it, look, you could have all the five star, four star, whatever quarterback, but if you ain't got an O line to keep him up, <laughs> it's going to get tough. Yeah, your your, we, your four or five star going to look like a three star. Stapleton and Sale can coach. They can coach their ass off. So they got spring ball, they got summer workouts, they got fall. I think we'll have a, a pretty um, stout O line by, by next September. But. Uh, I just don't know. I think the QB, like we barely had a QB this year. 
didn't have a QB in the bowl game. Like, if we don't get quarterback figured out by September, we're screwed again. Unless Rashad is just, you know, Caleb Williams freshman type dude, which I don't think he is. He got to put on weight. Oh, big time. (laughs) He got to put on. And to your point, too, man, honestly, Florida as a team, we're basically – I didn't want to say this and didn't want to believe, but man, forget this. We're rebuilding. Like, because if we want to sit here and say the team that we wanted, we actually have to basically build a team out of the portal if we would even try to compete next year. Because to me, right, if I'm just, I'm just only solely going by what, what we have right now and the so-called community, commits that we got coming in in this 23 class we only got three old linemen that we got committed in there and probably one is maybe could end up being a starter probably project yeah who is that you got caden jones committing but kersey i think's day one starter uh once he goes i think he's enrolling early too wait who are we talking about sorry o-line and and we're already behind the curve on that like we i'm just just to be honest with you i just feel like as of right now with the team that we got and what i could see about the same type of season that we had this year it'd be what we'll have next year yeah well I, i so look you you know the difference between strategy and approach right or planning Mm-hmm. But there has to be both. You can get uh, a game manager while you're rebuilding. Hence, like LSU, right? I'm not trying to make comparisons between Brian Kelly and Napier. I think Napier is a hell of a coach, to be honest with you. But you can go get yourself a Jaden Daniels and get you seven or eight wins while you're rebuilding. Like, Florida is not that depleted the talent. Like, they're not. Especially with, like, you got Hendo coming back. Pearsall, maybe. You got Mazel. Eugene Wilson, Andy Jean, like if you get a game manager, like this rebuild doesn't have to be so stressful, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, but I'm just missing out on some of these players that we're already missing out on in the portal. That's what got me scared. You know, in the recruiting at this point, because this is also is. Is is gonna set you up for your future as well, and how we're at, where we're at right now. And then think about it, Texas and Oklahoma. See, I'm not only just looking at how the SEC stands right now. I'm looking at what's coming in, because in two years you got Oklahoma and Texas that's gonna be coming in, and they're already above us now. And think about it, when they come in, those these guys that they're recruiting are the, are the guys that are going to be playing when they come into the SEC. And if we're already behind them, it's not – it's a long road. And, again, I do understand that we have to give them time and, you know, let them get his players in and all that. But at the same time, we have to, like you said, keep them to push that needle to where we cannot be complacent and thinking that this is okay the recruiting has to get we need to be in the top three there's just period point blank we have to because if not we i can promise you this 
keep it where we're at right now, don't worry about no championship. Yeah. Do you put that on Napier? Mm-hmm. Put that on Strickland and the boosters. Well, yeah. and that's and that's where but, yeah. but see, this is listen. I, I've had this conversation many, many, Come on, Tim. many times. But <laughs> okay. It, it to me, listen, it's a it's a it's a two-sided thing because we heard Billy Napier say, or not only did we hear him say, we saw this. He turned down other jobs to take the Florida job because we know he says that Florida is going to give him everything that he needs. Now, this is my thing. Listen, if you come out and say that, you cannot, you can, you have to hold them accountable and you have to really mean this because mm-hmm. now, now we, we, we back on this argument <laughs> where we, we talking about whose fault is it and is it the, the, the UF thing? And I, and I'm, and I'm just saying this from a standpoint, if you're going to say that and turn down jobs that we saw you do. Uh-huh. And then say that Florida's giving you everything that you need. And then now we start to hear these rumblings of, you know, NIL and money and blah, blah, blah. See, this is where I started to get, man, if I am, listen, Billy is a guy who does research. Yes. And he knows, he knows a couple things. Because it's, it's listen, if you, if you was a college football coach, and you was applying to the Florida job. There's a few things you gonna see right out the bat. <laughs> it is a few things. Is Florida first of all is in a tough, the toughest conference in the country, the SEC, right? And Florida is in a hotbed recruiting zone, and Florida fans are bat shit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a few things you're gonna learn right off the bat. So for me as a coach coming in, when I am talking to them and I'm asking, because guess what? It's a give and take. Billy Napier is from he demands stuff. That's why he turned down the other jobs because they wasn't gonna give him the stuff that it didn't sound right, right? He needed the picture painted for him and they wasn't painting the full picture. So he apparently Florida gave him the full picture and all around facilities, recruiting. And and I'm not saying listen to me right now. I'm not saying that this is this is how it is. But I am saying that you have to pump your brakes before you start saying about if it's UF or is it Billy? Because Billy told us he told me he I heard him. He said, Florida, they doing they going to give me everything I need. He turned down other jobs. Florida. So for me, you're gonna have to figure it out. You're gonna have to put your foot down. I seen I seen Nick Saban go after Deion Sanders, uh uh Jimbo Fisher. Not because and I and I see I think it was a play. I think he did the shit he on knows. purpose. He, does. he was doing it because of NIL and them boosters wasn't putting up a lot of money. And this is yep. my I'm not saying I, this is my personal play. I just think he playing chess. Where he knew he was being filmed, he knew he was being recorded, he knew he's gonna make national news. He's putting pressure on other people, and he putting pressure on his not not only just other people. He also putting pressure on his own people, as like you said, the boosters at Alabama to sit here and say, "Okay, he said he sat there and said this. We got to do something about it." And I, I'm with you, 
to because Billy, if if the University of Florida is backtracking and not really giving Billy what he needs to help recruit, if that comes to NIL, hey, by all means, you might have to pull a little Nick Saban and make them <laughs> like sit here and talk talk about them and make because what what's gonna happen? Guess what we're gonna do? Because we're gonna see that tweet, and then guess mm-hmm. what we're gonna do? Gonna oh, the up. University of Florida <laughs> ain't giving uh Billy what he need. We got to get this. You know what I'm saying? And I guarantee you the schools will start to change. So, but I'm going to need Billy to sit here and say that if that's the problem. But if he doesn't sit here and say that's the problem, I get you, Chris. But we already know who we're going to go at first. It's going to be Billy. Facts. No. So I I need Billy to tell us if if, if the school is not giving him, helping him get what he needs, please say something. Well, he he comes to the podium every every Sunday or whenever, and it's just like he's Deacon Napier. You know what I mean? Like he's in church. And mm-hmm. I don't know his demeanor. Like he's just never been that kind of guy. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Out. You, you, but uh huh. Go ahead, Chris. My bad. And that's where that's where I think too. Real quick, Chris. I think that's where you gotta um, you know, you gotta pick your battles because, like you said, he he's he's a very calculated guy. Listen to him speak how he speaks that way because he's very calculated and composed. You rarely see him. The only time you've seen him lose his composure as a Florida coach is when they had to hold him back on the sideline. He's, oh, yeah. He, he lost, his, he lost yeah. his shit. But I think that's why he is so – because I think he probably do got a bad temper. And he like one of the people like – you see, he was like almost blacked out over there. It was like holding him back. <laughs> Calm yeah. down. So when he gets mad, he gets very mad. That, that's kind of how I am too. So I know how he feels, but I think that he, like I said, for me, is just if as a CEO, you're the coach, nobody's going to, we can, we're, we, we've been blaming Florida and the facilities and the boosters and AD for a long time. Like this ain't the first time it's happened many, 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 many years. Cause Florida has had a lot of issues in that area, but the main person Listen, the AD typically don't get fired. The administration typically don't get fired. The boosters don't get fired. You know who do get fired? <laughs> I, I mean, even if uh, shit, we're becoming kind of like Tennessee, to be honest with you. Like this, this coaching carousel every three to four years. Like we'll just we'll we'll keep doing this insanity of hiring and firing coaches until it's just like nobody wants the damn job anymore because fans and boosters or whoever's like runs them out. I mean, it's just like, at what point do we just like, like you said, like we are rebuilding, right? Yeah. So like, what does that mm-hmm. look like? I mean, yeah. does it look like a Georgia rebuild after Mark Rick left and, and smart took over or is it going to be like a 10 <laughs> year rebuild? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think that you're, you're going to, and, and, and this is, where I am is who you hire because remember this guy hasn't coached 10 years yet total, right? <laughs> As a head coach. So you're getting somebody very green and then you're bringing him to a conference that is the best in America. You're going to have learning moments. We've already seen it with how he's calling the game plan. Right. It's it's it, mm-hmm. that's why I say you this is learning moments for him. And it, you can take it any way you want. I know it's not an amazing way. It's not great to see. 
but he is learning. You get to see sometimes that it's just some games that he's he's doing things. And you're like, wait, what? And then comes back the next game and maybe kind of critiques it. Uh, even the way he calls plays and some of the fourth down calls and uh, calls going into the halftime is it, is a lot of things that he's. It seems like that he's learning on the fly with all the staff that he got because we know he got a big staff, right? Yeah. So <laughs> you, you you gonna have to put on your patience too because this is who we hired. <laughs> um, I I think that we we have to see. Um, you know, I think this is a good comment here. Uh, you know. I, I I still I don't know about concerned because um, we we're gonna bring up I'm gonna bring up a chart here in a minute, um, you know is is definitely not the momentum that I like to finish with in the season, especially for a first year head coach, right? Uh, right? Especially with the games that we have as far as in especially that Vanderbilt game that that's just that that three game that's losing streak, <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty bad. Uh, but yeah. Napier, you know, strong suit in Florida. We definitely have to. We got Jeremy Carpenter here uh, says what's going on in Florida. You know, it's, it's a lot going on in Florida. <laughs> he says we did not show any life in this bowl games. The players play like they did not give a crap. Yeah, bowl games are I'm not a fan of them, but we already talked about that. Uh, but um, <laughs> real quick, we got a Georgia fan here. Says as the Georgia fan Gators, your SEC license has been revoked. Hey, I ain't know. even mad. Yeah, and, and like, plus, like, I would gonna, like to talk talk crap, but I'm at I'm I'm just so lost well, for words. It's not even worth talking it. But yeah. um, well, and, and they've we, been here before too. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I remember. Uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and bring up this chart here. So for you fans who think you are holier than thou. Um, you know, there was one point in time, if you guys see this on the screen, there's one point in time where your coach might not have done so hot his first season as well. Uh, so, um, these are the college football championships, their first year records. And you guys see here, a lot of these coaches don't even coach anymore. <laughs> uh, three of them. Uh, and then a few of them do coach, um, in the SEC, especially so. But I will yes. say one thing, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. I do need Florida to go back to the Urban Meyer days. And y'all, some people are not going to like what I'm about to say. But I need Florida to give that I don't give a damn attitude. Just win. At all costs. Because that's the mm-hmm. only way that you're going to get these championships. And that's what y'all did for Urban Myers. Win at all costs. And... I, <clears throat> What I, what I do notice about Florida, Florida knows how to win championships, but they're trying to do it. And I, and I totally get it because you don't want to have nothing coming back at you, you know, three, five years later and try to take something away from you. But at this point, like it's open season at this point. And it's like it's the it's the wild, wild west. So go since there's no rules in place right now, just do what you got to do that's my issue because it's not like there's no money there there's money there i florida just need to let them do what they need to do and let the coaches just don't put no no stop don't don't give them no speed bumps man just give it to them whatever the coach need give it to them because i can definitely tell you that 
it's not the same as when they hired Urban Myers. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's why I say you you kind of got to pump the brakes this first year. Even when things look bleak, even when things you lose the teams, because remember, guess what? Guess what happened that Nick Saban seven and six here? Guess who they lost to? Louisiana Monroe. You're going to lose two teams that you're not supposed to. Things are going to look weird. Things are going to look bleak. You're going to ask yourself all sorts of questions. Is this the right guy? Um that's the thing about college football, why people love this game, is because it can differ so much from year to year. Yeah, Guess what? That is true. Guess what? Gene Chizik won a national championship. Coach Ogeron won a national championship. Everybody Guess on this list won Guess, a championship. Well, no, no. Hold on real quick. Guess where they coach right now? Guess where Urban Meyer coaches right now? Nope. <laughs> studio time. Uh, okay. Gene Chizzy. Okay. Uh, now, we no, know that there are other things. In, now. We know that it's not just coaching for these some of these guys. We know there are other things in play, but I'm just telling you, that's what, when you're a coach, you have to make sure that you're well-rounded in all areas, not just in coaching. You got to be kind of civil. You're representing a, a brand, a school, uh, your players, your family, so you can't be doing crazy shit, right? We seen some of the best coaches do some crazy shit and they gone, right? So My that's point. what I caution you. I caution you that just because right now that it don't look good, that does not mean that next year it won't look good. Now, Florida has a long way to go to get good uh, because we know that in order to be good in the SEC, you have to be one, two, or three in recruiting. Uh, and if mm-hmm. you're not that, um, you know, you can look at, you know, that eight to nine game wins each year. Um, and you might even slip through and win 10 games if your conference is down. But I don't see the, the West and the East, uh, especially with Georgia being over there. And then we've seen what Josh Hypo did this year. You ain't going to just uh, cruise control like McElwain did through these seasons, right? Like, and make it to the SEC East. Yeah, on some luck. Because mm-hmm. that was just luck. Yep. Um, Juice, you know, what I want to do, too, um, is kind of look at some stats here. Uh, we're going to move on from the kind of three and three, uh, the last three games. We kind of been talking about that. Uh, and also the Oregon State game. But I kind of want to look at Juice, um, you know, what did you do? Tell us about what you did, what you looked at, and kind of what you came to. Juice has some stats here. I did. uh, I just took the first four games. So what I did was I took the first four games on our offense, offense stats, and I and I did the last four games of the offense stats. And I want to just kind of compare them and let's see how – like did we did we get any better? Did we did we regress or did we just stay neutral? So I'ma just read this out to y'all and then I'ma let's see what y'all how did y'all feel about it. So the first four games, first game against Utah. So passing we went we was I'm sorry, we were eight for thirteen on third downs. Um Passing, we were 22 for 32 with 216 yards. 
and we were 230 yards rushing, averaging 7.3 yards per rush. And we ended with a total of 451 total yards. And uh, we had seven penalties for 38 yards with one interception and one fumble. That's the first game against Utah. The second game was against Kentucky. We were 4-16 and 16 on third downs. We were 14 for 35 in completion, attempts and completion, uh, for 279 yards, four point four point yards per uh, per pass. Rushing, we were 136 yards, 4.5 yards per rush, with a total of 279 yards, and that was three with three penalties for 28 yards. Then our third game was. Um, against South Florida, we were three for eight on third downs, uh, 10 for 18 in passing with 112 yards, 6.2 yards per pass. Rushing, we were 217 yards, 7.2 yards, <clears throat> excuse me, um, per rush with two interceptions, six six penalties for 48, 48 yards. Our fourth game was against Tennessee. We were six for nine on third downs. We were 22 for 28 um, passing, 349 yards, 12.5 yards per uh, per pass. And for rushing, we were 227 yards with 5.4 yards per rush with two fumbles and six yards for 50 penalties. So six, six penalties for 50 yards. So that's how they sum up the first four games. Now, let's go look at these last four and see do we see any discrepancy here. So the last four, we got South Carolina here. We went, we were 9 for 15 on third downs. We had one fumble. We had, we were 13 for 25 for passing, 141 yards, 5.6 yards per pass, and 374 yards rushing, 6.9 yards. But here we had seven penalties for fifth um for 50 yards. Our, our next game was against Vanderbilt. Four for 15 third downs. Uh we were 25 for 43 yards, 25 for 43 um pass attempts. Um with 400 yards passing, 9.3 yards per per pass play. Rushing 45 yards. 2.1 yards per per rush. One fumble and one interception in that game. And seven seven penalties for 80 yards. Hmm. Now we're going against FSU. Eight for 16 on third downs. Uh, we were at nine for 27. Say that. Uh, I'm sorry. Say that third down one more time. Third down was eight, uh, eight for 16. Mm-hmm. Eight out of 16. And it was 198 yards passing, 9 for 27, 7.3 yards per pass play. And we rushed for 262 yards, 5.7 yards per rush, but 10, 10 penalties for 91 yards. Now, we got our last game, which we just played. It was Oregon State. We were 5 for 14 on third downs, 13 for 22 in passing. 180 yards, 8.2 yards per pass, 39 rushing, 
1.2 yards per rush, mm. 11 penalties for 82 yards. Mm. Now, from what I gathered out of all this, to me, it seems like the team actually started regressing in areas as the season went on. Definitely the penalties that mm-hmm. that was that should have, if anything, should have probably stayed the same. That should have stayed neutral, but it actually got worse. Yeah. And what I definitely also see out of this team that it was they were consistent but they were consistent at being inconsistent. So <laughs> consistent at being inconsistent. <laughs> these third downs the and every time that we rushed at least 6.9 yards per rush more each game we won. Mm-hmm. But every game below that we lost. Hmm. And in in a lot of those games that we lost, besides the Tennessee game, which was you know that was probably one of the most probably better game as far as on both sides of the of the ball, it looked looked decent. But all the other games, it looks actually actually looks terrible, especially with the rush, man. And third down. Well, to speak on the penalties too, man. Um, you know, I <laughs> that's one thing I remember early on in the season bragging on Florida about penalties because we're in the top half of the NCAA in penalties, mm-hmm. um, top half of the SEC, and ended uh, at ranked 89th out of 131 teams for a total of 651 yards, uh, and that that 651 yards actually ranked. Um, I'm sorry. I, I take it back. We we ended with a total of eighty nine penalties, right? And right. that eighty nine penalties totaled six hundred fifty one yards. Finished our rank finished one hundred and eleventh out of one hundred thirty one teams. So, like you said, we I remember at the beginning we were bragging about, hey, hey you know, that was one thing that we knew that Billy. A lot of people, you know, when we watched uh, him at. Uh, Louisiana and kind of what he built up to was a great game day coach. Those little simple things that, uh, you know, uh, having his team very disciplined. And I know, you know, this is the first year, but still we thought we'll see some of that kind of translate because we know that was a part of an issue with Florida with the Dan Muller regime was penalties was starting to kill us. It was just starting to eat us up. We had, uh, what was that, uh, Kentucky game where we had, uh, 15 penalties for 115 oh, yards, like 112 yards. yards. It was more yes. than their rushing yards or like <laughs> yep. the total yards or something that Kentucky had. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh huh. Yeah, that's that's something a game crazy. I think that's gonna always stick with me. Man, <laughs> I, you know, uh, Will was, Levis I think threw for like freaking what 79 yards or something yeah. like that. It's just a game where like it, it was just not a good game and. Florida beat themselves, but anywho, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, like you're saying, um, uh, oof, uh, keep going. My bad. I thought I, you were saying, like, kind of talking about how they were inconsistent. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. You just 
they were just there were there were really no consistency anywhere on the football field if you just go look at it go watch the games you can sit here and say consistent in one in one game but go look at each game and see do you see any consistent game by game it's never it never was consistent it's either oh hey well we're going to try to throw the ball 48 times okay well this week we're going to go try to run the ball all the dog on time or we just ain't going to try to do nothing you know i mean there were no and i can see why we lost these games because if we're not consistent in doing one thing right and and then leaning on that consistency you yeah you're gonna you're bound to you're gonna lose like you said you're gonna lose these games that you're not supposed to lose first year head coach all this i can see why we lost yeah and you add that on top of you know an atrocious defense Mm. Um, with inconsistencies and juice was just naming off stats from offense. So you add that on top of the inconsistencies of a defense oh. who can't help a struggling, you know, a quarterback who maybe, you know, some throws some, some gets kind of amped up, not the most accurate. Um, and then you add in the team, not running the ball as much. So in the Vanderbilt game, we ran the ball 21 times. That's not a good, uh, clock stopper. Uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, it, it was just all over the place, man. God, I, I now between that Kentucky game of 2022, I mean, 21, and then this Vanderbilt game of 20, I think those are like some of the worst losses because, like you said, the Kentucky game, we saw with penalties. We beat ourselves, right? But the Vanderbilt game, I'm looking at it like – I'm not trying to take nothing away from Vanderbilt, but to have Clark Lee, only, Clark Lee, baby. But to only have forty, <laughs> yeah, you're right, and I and I see where you where you're getting at. He definitely mm-hmm. had them playing on another level, and and I like it. But for us to be Florida, I am thoroughly disgusted. Four for fit, four for fifteen on third downs. Forty-five total yards rushing 45 and now again i'm not we're i'm not saying this against georgia this ain't even playing against georgia here or lsu and again i'm not trying to take nothing away from vanderbilt but come on y'all 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 know how i feel vanderbilt at, at the time to speak on what you're saying at the time vanderbilt was the 90th ranked out of 131 teams, rushing defense in the country, 90th, and you get so everything yards. going into that game says Florida's about to run over but these dudes. <laughs> that, it, like that should have been the one game where AR should have only thrown the ball like 10 times, because it should have just been running the ball down their throats. I don't care, get creative with the run, but just run it. I didn't see it. it that's, I mean, that's sad. 45 yards. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> you know, and and that's why, you know, some of this, 
some of these games it was just kind of hard to swallow because you thought Florida's chances. Uh, and, and 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 the only two games that I will say, and that's why I did have Florida eight five that I was just completely wrong on was the Kentucky and Vanderbilt game. I thought those were two very winnable games for Florida. I thought Florida should have won those games. Like you said, I'm not taking anything away from those teams who played because they, they got the dub and that's all that matters. But I think those two games were games where, you know, you might you you, you kind of critique a, a few things in the game plan. Uh, I, I think you probably get wins out of there. But um, I do I do want to kind of um, go over to the defense because I know yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, we, we got Jeremy Carpenter. He says we need a better defense. And yes, um, you know, I, I, I think the defense for me, the reason why I don't harp. I mean, I do harp on it. It's, it's bad, but I think it's just. The defense was probably the most consistent thing we saw all year and being very bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, I, I do want to tell you some a few things that I found out through 13 games uh, playing the Las Vegas ball, kind of where they ended in the NCAA. I like to measure up things there to really see, because when you hear these numbers, you can see how truly bad they were. So defense was ranked 129th out of 131 teams in third down defense. Opponents converted 50% of time, 50% of time of the time of third downs. Only South Florida and Colorado were worse. Sheesh. 50%. They <laughs> Yeah, that's bad on and third then, down. Oh. You know I you know Wow. God, dog. Okay, so we know about third and Grantham, right? I mean, I knew that he would maybe, but I never, you know what? I still don't like Todd Grantham, but damn, I wasn't worried about no damn third and 17. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie to y'all, man. I wasn't worried about no third and 17, though. Oh, man. <laughs> like I, I didn't care if any team was on third down. I really didn't care how many yards they had to go. They were gonna get it. That was Dude, that is sad. I'm sorry. I want you to keep a, no, you're that, good. You good. I want you to keep a tally. So we're at 129th starting off on this, right? 129th. Okay. okay. So I want you to keep a tally real quick. And this, I'm about to rattle off some defense. So Florida first down defense. Florida was ranked 125th out of 131 teams. First down. First down. Not third down. First down. So you basically got a first down. <laughs> man. Oh man. Go ahead. All right. So we're gonna keep moving. Florida was ranked 129th in red zone and allowing opponents in red zone touchdowns red zone touchdown 26 rushing touchdowns which puts them at which puts them at 129th out of 131 teams so that means that if you are in the red zone against Florida just run the ball and you're probably going to score all right let's keep moving so Florida was ranked a hundredth in stopping the run 
and out of 131 teams, allowing opponents 175 yards per game at 4.5 yards per carry. Yeah. And I got one more for you, and then we'll end it there. Florida was ranked 96 in total defense, allowing 411 yards per game. There were only two other SEC teams ranked below Florida, and that was Vanderbilt at 461 yards per game. And you couldn't beat them. And Arkansas <laughs> at 453 yards. Per and thank game. God we didn't have to play them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, <clears throat> and we ranked 90. Things. And you know what? What's really what's really shocking is that. We still held opponents to, I mean, that's still not good, but we held opponents to 29.8 points. I thought it yeah. would, would have been more than that, but that's ranked 90th, though. So, mm -hmm. well, and, and I will say this if you go back realistically, other when you look at Florida's schedule, huh. other than Tennessee. Right, most of uh -huh. these other teams are run dominant. Yeah, and so that's why I think you really held these teams to that many points is because you didn't like if you would have played in you know Pack twelve or something. Yeah, where they throwing the ball? <laughs> oh my yeah. god, you might would have got. Ugh, it might would have been or even big, worse. <laughs> big twelve, yeah, yeah, because they lunching yeah. the balls down there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I, I I think that's where you you know you kind of got you got a you kind of got some leeways. You played a lot of teams that were run heavy. Um, yeah. You go through the schedule: Utah, Kentucky, um, I think even South Florida. Um, I don't know Missouri. I can't remember them. I know LSU runs the ball a lot. Georgia runs the ball probably more than they throw. A and M, we already know what they do. South Carolina. Um, Caught them at the time where they started trending up. Thank God. Yeah. We know what Vanderbilt likes to do with Mike Wright, Florida State. We know what they like to do with Travis. And then Oregon State, they run the ball a ton as well. So most of your games other than Tennessee is, you know, that's the only team that really is going to try to beat you, you know, <laughs> down the field and and, and, can, and really beat you in the passing game. So, yeah. And, and I'm going to just rattle off so we can move on. But I'm going to read off uh, a couple of these offensive. So 27.7 points per game, which ranked 60. Um, yards were 403, which ranked uh, 50th. Um, yards. You said play, these are offensive stats? Yes, offense. Uh-huh. Yes, okay. sir. Uh, yards was um, six, six uh, flat. Per play, which ranked 29th. So that's actually that's that's decent. I can take that. Um, third down conversion, uh, 40%, which ranked 46. Uh, fourth down conversion, 48.39, which ranked 73rd. This is my big one, though. Red zone scoring, 73.991%. Rank one hundred and seventeen. 
And what was that last one again? 117? Yes. No, I'm saying what was the stat? Oh, oh, it it was a uh, red zone scoring percentage. Oh, that's bad. And 73.9 oh. 73.91%. Yeah. And we ranked 117. And and that's one it, of the reasons too with that Oregon State game why I say the matchup was probably the worst for the pool. Oregon State is ranked second in all of NCAA in red zone defense. <laughs> so they were bound guess, to guess, stop us. Guess who's in front of them? Who would you guess? Shoot, I don't it's even know. Georgia. Yep, Georgia. There you go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it, it, again, y'all, this season is over with. We can yeah. we can sit here and talk about this because if we're not fans, we you're gonna talk about this because I don't care if it was a good season or a bad season. You gonna you gotta look at this and see what can we do to be better. Now, if I see these same numbers next year, oh, it's a whole different story. But we know what we got to work on. And to me, I think defense it that's that's the one that's that needs the most help, but I think that's the one that can have the the quickest turnaround. Yeah, and, and and that's what I was telling you. I think the 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 thing about these numbers, um, I mean, I guess it can get a little bit of worse, but I will tell you, I I think that with your you getting your players in. See, this is what I love about new coaches getting their players in because there's no more guessing. Right now, we're kind of guessing. Is it a player? Is it a scheme? Is it the coach? Is it the staff? Is it blah, blah, blah. Because you got to recruit. Well, when you get your players in, there's no more guessing, right? Right. So, uh, I, I am excited to see really get guys in who fits his mentality because it is a certain thing is if you don't hire – and you know this and just being working, if you don't hire the right people that fit what you're trying to do, if you hire a certain person who doesn't fit what you're trying to achieve, it's just not going to work. So I right. do believe in that, that I think there are guys who are just who, who have been around for a while that just have been taught bad, bad, bad things and just discipline, discipline is just not there. So I think getting that new these new players in who you can mold into what you want to be, I think that is a positive. And I think defensively, we will start to see some uh, upward trend next year. That's my personal opinion. Does that mean it's going to go like that? I've been wrong a lot before. <laughs> and uh, this won't be the first time I was wrong. So I do think when you start to look at the games won, and the game's lost. I put this back up here on the screen because we have seen that college football can take very many different routes and trees. So just because you're good one year does not mean you're going to be good the next year. Just because you're bad one year does not mean you're going to be bad next year. Yeah. Remember, Dabo Sweeney, they wanted him going up at Clemson at one point in time, right? Yeah. <laughs> Remember, Coach Ogeron, they wanted him gone from LSU at one point in time. They did eventually get him gone, but it wasn't just for coaching. It was for some other stuff. Yeah. But anywho, um, but, uh, he, you know, and then 
Urban Meyer, we know that he's had multiple stops and don't coach no more. And one of the best coaches probably that we have seen in college football other than Nick Saban. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I like to say, which I'm hoping that this may be a change for us, hopefully. But our last two coaches, they started off with a bang. Yeah. And they ended up, you know, getting up out of there. I so, think that was what one of our um, in the chat somebody had put back a while back. Uh, I can't remember who it was. But yeah, they basically said the same thing, like where, hey, you know, I think he said, what do you say, butter? He called them butters. And uh, <laughs> here we go. I think it was Kenny, Kenny Roberts. Uh, he says butters and mullins started off good and <laughs> bad. Maybe it's different this time. Yeah, yeah. So that's why college football is so intriguing. Oh. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. It ain't the same teams that's gonna be good. Now, I say it ain't gonna be good, but technically, you know, we we always put a chart up on the screen. It's typically if you recruit well, you're gonna win well. So um, those are two common things. You have to recruit consistently. You have to recruit quality. And when you do that, you start to put some things together that is just unrivaled. While we see hints, we see who's in the playoffs right now. We got Georgia, Ohio State, Uh TCU, and Michigan. And you can even see, I know Alabama's not in it, but they're number five. If there was a 12-team playoff, um, I would definitely be – uh, have some money high on Alabama in a post right. playoff. <laughs> exactly. Even though they're not that that they they've been up and down as well, I would still have some pretty good money on Alabama because when you go back and look at the games they lost on the road and only I think it was by a total of like four points or something like that, whatever they lost by, um, I, I still would have my money on them. But anywho, juice. Yeah, it's been a pretty good show so far. Um, I do kind of want to hit on, and then we're going to get off here. I want to keep this kind of brief um, about the momentum going into the um, 2023 college football season, uh, because we do know that the season is over, and I'm going to share my screen here so, you can, so we can all look at the schedule here. There we go. The schedule is tough sure. uh, for the twenty. Can you see that? Man. Um, for me, I I can, but you probably want to make it a little bit bigger. All right. Uh, now you just have to now? scroll. Yeah, you might. Yeah, but okay. you're good. You're good. All right. All right. All go right. back to the top. I think, uh, hold on. Let me. Can I zoom out just a little? Yeah. Bit? Yeah. 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 Is that good? Yeah. 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 That's good. Good. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So let's take a look at this, man. Just we were gonna really. This is super early. We're not. I'm not picking no games. Uh, I'm not giving my prediction yet. We'll we'll do that many many times over this yep. summer. So I just want to kind of briefly go through and kind of maybe pick out some stretches real quick. Let's see where you feel. Uh, do you feel an upward trend or do you feel maybe a downward trend? How about that? All right. I'm gonna just tell you, and I can about give y'all my my guesstimation right now. If we go by each game, and I'm just and I'm only going by for what we got right now. Like I said, we're gonna do this many more times because 
you know, we're going to have players added. Some people going to leave, you know, so it's going to change. But for right now, this is just early, way too early. Okay. <laughs> so you go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. No, you go ahead. I want you to go ahead and go with yours and how you feel. So with Utah, they're going to, they're actually starting off with a, um, kind of new team uh because they're gonna lose a lot of players um this year um so that's gonna be a very interesting game but if i'm gonna have to choose right now just looking at this team i'm probably gonna go with utah just because this is at utah all right all right all right uh, how you feel about Utah? Uh man, that game. Oh, this is a tough game to um. Man, this is a tough game to really like kind of break down. But right now, I am gonna. This is the reason why I picked Florida this year in the Utah game is just because it is at home. Um, and you know, it's a it's a long travel, different place. Um, I do like what you said about their team because they're going to be losing uh, Cam Rising. What's the dude's name? The running back, Tavion Thomas, I think. Yeah, the, the, the tight um, ends, too. Brian Khalif, yeah. whatever his name is. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be some different players. Uh, you know, they'll have to fit those gaps because those are the biggest pieces when we broke down Utah of why mm. they were going to be so good. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Utah game, I'm definitely going to give it a toss-up, but I am leaning at Utah. Like you said, I'm basing it on what I see right now, not what will be. Yeah, this can't, this can't change. Yeah. Um, we can skip over to McNeese State game. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll go to Tennessee. Um, Hidden Hooker should be gone. Um, it's they they got this five star coming in, which I actually think that's probably gonna end up starting. Uh, because Milton, I mean, if you're gonna look for somebody to throw interceptions, you might as well just go on ahead and <laughs> just let the five star, you know, let your freshman come in and do that and learn on the job. So <clears throat> this is this is at home. But we the but the way we played at home this year too wasn't nothing to be excited about. Tennessee is gonna lose some players. Uh, it definitely got. Damn, I got Tennessee. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm disagree with you about Joe Milton. Mm. He can I'm run, you, man. I'm gonna tell you, I, I I think with him and the the offense that they run, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. To see like how how it how it all uh, transpires because I think he I think him being able to sit and because he he is actually I, I think Joe Milton is a quarterback. Now. Well, well, I think he's a quarterback who could have been playing and started at other schools. I mean, he um, he was at Michigan and they yes. benched his ass. I mean, there's mm -hmm. a re like 
I, well, I, in Michigan, look, but 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 hold on, real quick. Okay. Before uh-huh. we go into the Michigan thing, that does okay. not. I don't know why he went there. That does not fit what. He, not he the, not the play style that Jim mm, Harbaugh no. wants to do. Mm, no. no, but Joe Milton is not that type of quarterback, right? He, but he does have that pocket pre- pocket presence, and he has the awareness. But he just his decision making when he's in the pocket. So that's why he but definitely didn't. He did not throw any interceptions at Tennessee this year. Well, he they did didn't not use him. Well, no, 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 but he remember he did. He will be playing in this ball game, and remember, Hendon Hooker will not be. So he did have to step in at certain times as well. Um, and in you know in previous seasons where he did uh, uh, throw less than that, he did throw interceptions. Yeah. So my thing is like like I said, I think that the way this offense is ran over there. It gives you less – if you can pick up – if you're a quarterback who can pick up on what they're trying to do, they – I think his offense is really good at limiting you the way they spread you out and less – Read defense. Um, That's all you got well, well, less error as possible because they're all about numbers. They're all about numbers. If right. Guess what? If they're light in the box, we run it. If they're not – we throw it and and this as a quarterback that's all listen college football is a numbers game it's not as complicated as we want to make it think these dudes out here they're not as smarter than everybody it literally sometimes and most of the time comes down to is your numbers right on one side if it ain't (laughs) hey we gotta do what we gotta do yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Oh, what's up, Jerry? How you doing, man? My guy Jerry Brown. What's oh, what up, it dude? do, brother? From uh inside the swamp, Florida Athletics. He says almost every good player on the team this year came with Billy. A few Miller players were good. Why did anyone believe all the low-hanging fruit would be better than a seven and six, six and seventeen this year? Yeah. Um, I mean well, truthfully, got... we we should because I'm gonna tell you. Well, here's the reason why we still should have been better than what we are. Like, honestly, so what we ended, what, um, what, seven and seven and six? You mean this year? Yeah. Oh, no, no we six, were six and seven, sir. We were six and seven. We actually yeah. should have been at least eight. We should have won eight games this year. Honestly, we should have been right on par with Joe Brecker team, the eight and five. That's- yeah, that's, I, I I think you know, like we already talked about this. Um, you know, I I think those Kentucky and Vanderbilt game, just historically, what Florida has done with those teams, I think it's just teams that you sh- you know, even when you're at your worst for Florida, you should be able to at least. <laughs> I think you just slip out of victory. Um, now we know that Stoops has got Kentucky a little bit better. So yeah. I would even give you, hey, let's say you Kentucky beats you. Bandito, that's just one that, whew, man. Papa Molly, I'm sweating. <laughs> right. But <it's, laughs> it still one. goes down. But those two games, though, that Vanderbilt and the Kentucky, it was coaching that I can, can still point out. 
to where if the coaching would have been better, changed up a few things, you would have won those games. So, but uh-huh. I agree. Yeah. And, I, and I think, too, though, it's a year one head coach. Remember, I say this all the time. You are going to lose games that you're supposed to win. And so that's right on par at how I feel. Is 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 um, am I am I super surprised that we lost those games? No. As a fan, that do I think we should lose those games? No. Uh, but I think that you know sometimes you have to you have to go through these learning phases, especially like I said, you have a guy who's a head coach that is been been a head coach less than you know 10 years and now he's in the best conference he's ever coached in he's learning players that he's never coached before he's at a school who's at, who has struggled in areas of the game where you need to be elite so when i say i'm talking about facilities i'm talking about budget i'm talking about even entrance into the school those are things that have been played have played Florida in the past, and it's not it's not a Billy thing. It's that, been a multiple coach thing. But I, I just I, I I can't take the coaching part of like you 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 learning new coaches that you coaching up against. And the only reason why I say that is because the coaches that you coaching up against has at least been here for two years plus so there's already tape so there's enough yeah, tape. But, go ahead no i was gonna say yeah but those coaches also coached at power five schools that's yeah. hence the difference <laughs> difference but i know as far as game plan and knowing tendencies of what people going to do and how you should change there's already film out there on them so It's coaching. It's you. You hired a hundred people on this staff, and somebody ain't doing enough analytics around this place to tell you that you need to be doing this. You need to maybe do this more in, in this game. You need to do this more in this game. Like, it's, I get that first year stuff, but like the consistent. <laughs> I expect to see you change. You know, if it's something like this happens, I expect something to change. As coaching, you're going to have to then say, okay, this is not working. I need to change this then. But I never saw – that bothers me because I never saw any of that this year. Nobody changed anything. Well, and, and, and that's why I say the reason why – listen – the reason why it doesn't bother me is a few things. It's because we're not there every day. Seeing this because because and and the reason why I'm saying this is because we know that we have heard what Billy Napier is, and I'm not talking about I'm talking about him on a personal level. Is mm-hmm. that he's very methodical and he's a smart coach. And the reason and the reason why I'm saying we as fans do not get to see these guys every day. There are some people that appear to say they say all the right things and you work with these people every day. There's some people who say all the right things. They do all the right things. But behind the scenes, 
they talking a whole different game. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing when you see it, you see your homeboy. I remember a comedian said this. He said, he said, you know, you how you see your homeboy when he just by himself, and he'd be like, "Hey, what's up, man? Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. You know, how you doing, man? And then you say you see him with his wife, and he be like, "Hey, how y'all doing, brother? Y'all doing all right? <laughs> well, it shows a difference. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's it's a difference. And so that's what I'm saying, man. You you just you just gotta figure that into the game plan. Everything is not what it seems. Uh, so, saying that though, the one thing that I do know, and the one thing that I will say, is if you do not get the talent, I don't care what you do, <laughs> you can be the best coach in the world. Yeah. The talent, coaching, and talent. Listen, give me the talent. You can be the coach. I'm gonna win every time. <laughs> It just is what it is. Yeah. Um. So he he definitely is going to have to get his enrolled in recruiting, and that is the only way in recruiting consistently, quality and depth. I'm not just talking about one class. I'm not talking about two classes. I'm talking about consistently over a span of five, six, seven, eight years. That is the only way that you can make an inroad in the he, SEC. He has one, like two, or three. Me, twenty-four from twenty-four on has to be a top three class. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be a top three, and if it's not, hey, y'all can just expect this. But anyway, let's let's go because we've been talking about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, Char- yeah. Charlotte, uh, we're gonna bypass that. Kentucky, which is I think that's gonna yeah. be at Kentucky. Um, yeah. that's gonna be another interesting game again, man, because mm-hmm. you're gonna have a new quarterback. Um, I think the running back may be coming back, but it's still gonna be of uh of a new team. They still got weapons, so um I'm leaning towards a dub for me. I, I was about to say that, but <sighs> yeah, I got a dub. Um, Kentucky uh, beat us. I'm, I'm still with that I'm game. Going with L. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think with that game, I think that I think Florida will be. Um, you'll be a year into actually Billy with his players. So yeah. I think that we'll start to see. I think this is the year that we start to see where right now we've been dipping, dipping. We had a little, or, you know, we start the year started actually up here. And yeah. then we started to see, uh, you know, the next game we still was up here. Then we started to see, uh, and then we, yeah. you know, we, then we, at the end, we started kind of, kind of uh, trend out and then it, Flipped very badly, but I think next year is the year where we start to see consistency. Where I think you'll see this instead of this and this. I think next year the road is just going to be straight ahead, where you're not going to see anything amazing. 
You're not gonna so see basically flatline with dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, and not, well, not, and, and I know. I, even say, I know. What yeah, you I mean. wouldn't even say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think every once now, I think every once while you might see a pause, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's just but, what you go see. It's like yeah, every other game. It's go. just like oh, maybe okay. I'll say yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll see and a then, little rhythm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta see a little rhythm. That's just how it's gonna go, and then it's gonna take off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 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 honestly. That Kentucky game starts to starts the meanest stretch you have ever had. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts yeah. the stretch a mean stretch that, like normally you'll have a a little breakaway game somewhere in between, especially like from the LSU to the Florida State game, or Arkansas to the Florida State game. You have a little cupcake, but that's out the window. It's straight hell from from Kentucky on. You got to be at your best player. Um, be at your best here. And yeah, yeah. That, like you're saying, that stretch. Because, I mean, Vanderbilt going to be on some, they're going to be on some bath salts from beating me last year. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the dub for that one. I'm going to take, I'm gonna take the too. dub for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, South Carolina, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to count the dub for that one as well. Um, I just think um, okay, I do like Beamer. He all right, but I I think people will be amping him up, and I think they was just on a high. They just caught some lightning at the end of the year. I don't think we'll see that. Um, yeah. definitely an L next game. I don't. Oh no yeah. Way. Uh, you can't convince me right now of catching a dub until unless it happens after the game. Then I'd be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> So the Georgia game, October was that twenty eighth? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Arkansas, that's an interesting. That's game. gonna be a good, interesting game because <laughs> uh, the quarterback coming back. Um, if I Oof. if I did have, I'm gonna actually go with Arkansas. Man, I like I, uh, Arkansas is one of those teams that I, I I always want to see just a little bit more. I feel like there's like like right now their defense sucks. Yeah, uh, you know, last year it was their offenses. Like KJ had got hurt a little bit, and they, they don't never the have both sides together. Yeah, and it's I'm looking for Sam Pittman to put it together on both sides of the ball. Um, and and can KJ stay healthy as well? Because um, like I said, mm-hmm. the year previous year he was kind of hurt. Did he get hurt this year as well? Uh, I think. Can't remember. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think his you what's crazy about KG is you can go look at his completion percentages. Um when he started to take over the reins and man, he's just he's on an upward trend. Him coming yeah. back another year will be interesting to see. I think the main thing for Arkansas, they need to replace that uh what's his name? Burks. Uh they need to get that play, they need to get a super playmaker, that slot receiver. I think yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. LSU. I'm just gonna take the L. I don't like that game. And then it's at it's at Baton Rouge, so most likely that's gonna be a at night game at Death mm-hmm. Valley. We know already, man. I'm taking. I'm just like I said, it's just for right now. What <laughs> just things could change, but for right now, I'm taking the L. Uh, yeah, Juice. Um, like you're saying, I. Um, the, the the good thing for Florida 
um, is the game before they play Alabama. So, um, you know, so you might get catch them, and you could catch them. Alabama, uh, you know that that when you get that lost Alabama, it seems like your season is over. Over, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, um. This is a hard one to call, but I do give the lean to LSU because it's at home. I was going to give them the home advantage because it just stayed that stadium be rocking. Um, their schedule for next year sets up to be they do play uh, Florida State the first game uh, in Orlando. Um, <laughs> so oh, so they're going to they gonna look for some get back. Yeah, that'll be uh, very interesting. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think that game will be interesting, but I'm giving LSU the nod just a tad. Yeah. Missouri, I don't like this game at all. It's in November, it's probably going to be a noon oh, game. Yeah, in Columbia, blah blah blah. I don't even want to pick this game. I'll let you pick if you want to. I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm gonna pray to God. Please. Yeah, that's that one Please. game. That's that one game is always iffy. I don't care what team you got. We have um because it's something Missouri just seems to have against Florida. But because I want to pick something, um I'm gonna go with the dub. I'm gonna go with the dub though. All right. Last game, Florida State in Gainesville. Yeah. Um was it Jordan Travis will be back again? Yeah. I feel like he's been in college like longer than I've been alive. But um <laughs> this 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 is I have to see what Florida State working with because I mean if if, if, if if uh Mike Norvell, we'll see. Um we'll see what they have going on because they do play LSU. Um early on so we're gonna know where the kind of momentum is going because they beat lsu early on this year um and i think they found some really good momentum from that game winning that Mm -hmm. game um and i think they really believed when they won that game you know uh even though that you know lsu probably should have won that game but i do think that um I do think that it they'll they'll find some moment there they found some momentum out of that game. So um yeah. Yeah. I, um, I can't I can't really pick that game. I'm gonna give it as a toss up as of right now. Yeah. Uh because they are picking up some good people out of the portal to help with their offense. Um and it is at home, but if we can't tackle like we did against him this year, it can be the same thing. Uh, but for this one, I still wanna, I, I still wanna just pick the dub on this one, just cause my my mind just won't let me say nothing else. Yeah, <clears throat> and we'll see. <laughs> Like I said, this is way too early. We're just looking at the 2023 schedule for Florida. If you're just joining us, if you guys had missed most of our show, if you joined us kind of late, make sure you go back. I want you guys, we have a goal. 
hey, <laughs> our gold is looking is looking like a it's looking like a Billy Napier mountain right now. Yeah, so right, right. We are in a, we're December eighteenth, and we're trying to hit our goal of one thousand subscribers. Right now, I think last time I checked, we're at four sixty two. Yeah. So you know, we 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 got some things to rebuild and. and <laughs> Guess we have a rebuilding year. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's a rebuilding year uh, over at Talking Sauce, but we're we gonna control what we can tr- control. So make sure, right, right. all you guys, right now, hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure if you hit that subscribe button, I want you guys, you know, if you feel us, if you're rocking with us, um, if you like college football, you like having a drink, if you guys like to come on and talk college football, hit that subscribe button for us. Uh, we, you know, we'll have an episode each and every week for you guys. Um, you know, some weeks will be adjustable, but we definitely talk mainly Florida Gators, but we'll talk all college football. So hit that subscribe button if you'll have us. Juice. Yes, sir. Man, you gotta, you gotta tell them about, you gotta tell them about subscribing, man. Yeah. So y'all already know. He just already told y'all what we're trying to do. So Look here. We trying to get to that 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. We still got time now. But y'all go ahead and tell your friends and family, cats and dogs, anything with paws and claws, and hit that like and subscribe button. Please, it helps with the algorithm. It helps get us pushed more out there. And we definitely, like I said, it's an interactive show as well. So y'all can definitely come on. And you don't have to be on on camera you can come on and uh you know talk football with us like he said like uh tim said it doesn't have to be just about floating be about any anything about football let's we wanted to be interactive and let y'all y'all be a part of, of the show because y'all you all are the show as well so we just want y'all to hit that like and subscribe button yes sir man juice great show um always gotta say this man appreciate you coming on and uh you know we just two dudes man our we we both you know work jobs and just on here talking college football so you know sometimes things you gotta adjust and all that so appreciate you adjusting and being on the show it's always a fun time if Juice, if we wasn't on this talking college football, we'd be on the phone (laughs) talking college football. So uh, being able to come on here and you guys actually want to listen to us, we appreciate that, man. All right. You got anything else for me, Juice, or anything else for these guys? We're going to get out of here and wrap it up. Uh, um, Billy, you got the 21st. you uh, get it together, buddy. Uh, do what you, do whatever you need to do. Um, I mean, you know, this is just early Sunday. You still got, and um, it's February first is the um, National Signing Day. Um, so we got to do something, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I do want to drop two. Make sure you guys head over to TalkingSauce.shop right now. Christmas is close. You might can get your order in right now. Get that 10% off. Just use the code BigSauce. We got the championship, big championship collection. We got the Talking Sauce. We even got 
our Sauce Squad, stand up. Hey, if you want to be a yeah. part of the Sauce Squad, make sure you hit us up on TalkingSauce.shop. We got the merch right here. Is that championships collection. You guys, Florida fans, you know what this means. You know about that orange, blue, and white. Uh, yeah, hit us up over there. Really helps us support the channel. If you purchase anything, hit us up on social media. You guys can see it at the top right there. We got Talking Sauce at Instagram, Talking Sauce at Twitter. And then appreciate all of all of our audio-only listeners over on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. With that being said, we out of here. Appreciate y'all in the chat. Peace. Yes, sir. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, there we go. All right, peace.